0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to tonight's edition of Students for a Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Fanko, with Ruben Torres, and we are live. <laughs> Once again, hello everybody. Welcome to tonight's edition to Students for a Better Future Radio. And Ruben, how are you this week?
2: I'm um, doing fine. Um, we're 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 in the midst of a tropical storm over here in the great state of Texas, but um, we um will we'll manage to get through.
1: Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we had another wild week over here in Jersey as well. Um, you know, and particularly in politics and and whatnot. And um, tonight, I do uh, You give me the laugh, but uh, yes, we did. And uh, I put out a few things yesterday to some of our listeners, um, and particularly about tonight's topic. Um, and before I mention tonight's topic, I do want to mention to go to studentsforabetterfuture.com. dot com. That's studentsforabetterfuture.com, dot com, the nonprofit that sponsors this show. And if you can make a donation, that would be great. Um, and then, um, you, and and actually, folks, we've been talking a lot about the topic of tonight's show. Um, it's called sociopathy, uh, and we've heard of these things in Hollywood. Um, we think that they're Teddy Bundy, you know, Hollywood paints them out to be Teddy Bundy and and whatnot. Um, but let me just uh, tell you something here. Um, the sociopathy, the sociopath, um, as defined by the DSM-5, um, it's actually called, well, um, the prerequisite to that is called antisocial personality disorder. And this is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, and we want the folks to know that basically um, there are these people out there with this personality disorder uh, and, and they are not put away in jail. They are actually out disrupting society. And I want to read something to you from the DSM-5. Um, and you know, and then then we're going to bring on our, our callers, and Ruben can join in. Um, according to the DSM-5, symptoms of antisocial personality disorder are number one, a disregard for and violation of rights since age 15, as indicated by one of the seven sub-features. Number one, which is failure to obey the laws and norms by engaging in behavior which results in criminal arrest or would warrant a criminal arrest. Number two, lying, deception, manipulation, for-profit, or self-amusement. I would say, Ruben, that would be half the United States government. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, laughs> right? That's right. Number three, impulsive behavior. That would also be part of the United States government. Uh, Number four, irritability, aggression manifested as frequently assaults others or engages in fighting. Number five, blatantly disregards the safety of others. Number six, a pattern of irresponsibility. Number seven, a lack of remorse for actions. And then there are other um, diagnostic criteria. The person is at least 18, um, and they could have had conduct disorder. Um, And then um, another thing is that this can occur with uh, the use of substances or substance abuse. Um, And and I would say, folks, with all those symptoms, I would say that would be a lot of people out there in society. Right, Ruben? Oh, yes. That exhibit some of these um, symptoms
2: yeah and and, and that, um, so, those are those are the people that we we have a a good idea that they may be uh con artists and there's others out there that are totally totally uh, isolated and and um really not the focus of the majority of the people
1: no R- right and also um, I, I mentioned that this is called antisocial personality disorder in the K through twelve system. Um, there's a reason for that. Um back when I was teaching, okay, I do have my uh, part of my degrees in special ed. Um we've got a lot of those youngsters and for a teacher, a special teacher to handle one of them, pretty much took most of your energy. And, um, kids in the classroom back then, they, it's the same thing. They would learn to to manipulate other kids in the classroom, including the teacher. And the teacher, you know, for them to manipulate a teacher would be the, uh, the prize package for this kid taking over the class. And, um, you know, I, I, if, can you imagine, Ruben? Um, now, this is going back a while, When I, actually when I got out of, um, I graduated from college with a teaching degree and I was actually applying for a job in Patterson schools over here. And I right. was subbing. And, you know, young teacher at the time, okay, trying to make her way and get a job, you know, and, and, uh, and we would have to learn how to handle kids like this and um it was either a make it or break it situation and um you know somebody like me had to learn how to survive and um and sometimes those kids Ruben were actually in the mainstream class right.
0: um
1: be- because they they either were not classified at that time or just managed to um stay in, in the mainstream class which was detrimental, because these kids would bother and hurt other kids in the classroom, mm-hmm. and um, it would disrupt the teaching time and you know what the kids are supposed to be learning. Right. So um, you know, so so that was going back then, and I, I, today is still kind of a. a uh, they still try to mainstream that, but, um, you know, to to have to deal with that. And actually, I can give you an example. Um, one of my subbing assignments was a second-grade class, okay? And one of the kids – now, this, bear in mind, is a second-grader. Um, right. lit the garbage can on fire. Mm. And, uh yeah, you, you know, now – this is how these particular kids don't have any regard for anybody in there because he could have with the garbage can the garbage can on fire and and uh, hurt somebody else with that you know could have been near gas something could have exploded you know that this is how they don't have regard for anybody else who's around them and right. um and as a special ed teacher we, we also have to read their i e t that's the Inter-Educational plan. And some of these kids were born to, um kids who had, who, uh, whose moms were substance abusers. Not all, but some were. And, you know, I don't know at this point if there's a link to that yet, but, um uh, it's, it's a strong correlation. Um, you know, and and then of course other factors are their their environmental factors. Um, so you know, and then and then then we have in the public school you you have to pass these kids and graduate them, so you have to kind of move right. them along. So the question would then become, you know, what happens when they get out of school?
2: Right. right, and well, and
1: that's the big question. Go ahead. We're um, expecting well, our guests to call in any minute.
2: I think I think it, it 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 boil it doesn't boil. A lot of people may assume that a lot of the con artists may come from uh, dysfunctional, uh, low income, uh, uh, you know, families. But from my experience and from the research that I've done, basically they can come from. Every aspect, every society, every class out there, from rich to poor to middle class, any, any of them, anyone can be a con artist and is not class-related or race-related. It could be anyone.
1: Well, that's right. And the con knows how to blend in. And um, right. and so that regular people don't know what they look like.
2: Right. Um, okay. I, 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 think, <laughs> Go ahead. I, I think the other the other aspect too is uh, I've I've noticed in my research that a lot of the con artists that are particularly uh, within a certain race or certain nationality or certain ethnicity tend to blend in, and and people tend to believe them. Look at the case of Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff, basically, uh, he was very well respected within the Jewish community. Uh, and they trusted him. And what did he do? He conned them for so much money. And then I see... Well, that's uh, what he uh, learned how to do. Right. And then I've seen in, within uh, other, other...
1: Hold on. I'm trying to get... Hello, it. you read oh, dot com Donna Anderson right. or Terry Kelly will be with you momentarily. Okay, Thank hold you. on.
0: To announce your call, please say your name and press any key.
1: Doreen Finkel. Um, okay, I'm trying to get our guests on the line. Okay. Um, but, so you now going back to the um, public school, okay. You have these kids in school, and they're uh, they're doing this deceitfulness, um, you know, impulsivity, and and whatnot. Uh, hold on, okay. Sorry about that, guys. Okay, um, and they're showing the lack of remorse, um, you know, and and then you know they, they have what, what's happened is that these kids have learned to. Um, to manipulate right from the school system, and um, and and then they also uh, they they don't learn um, consequences, okay, and all they do is know how to mimic. So they don't show any real emotion, um, you know, and 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 that's what happens to them. Uh, hold on, folks. I'm trying to get our guest on the line. Hi, Donna. Are you there? Okay. Um, our guest is supposed to call in. She'll be calling in any minute. Okay. Um, so so that's what you have here. Now, um, let's also go to the fact that um, the DSM-5 indicates that the risk factors for antisocial personality disorder are having a first degree biological relative with um, antisocial personality and being a male. And then, if antisocial personality disorder is primarily genetic or a product of social learning and other environmental factors, it's been widely debated by scientists. However, there are indicators that antisocial personality disorder is a result of a genetic predisposition in that individual, um, and the individual is born without a conscience. There's evidence for normal anatomical differences in antisocials, and, um, uh, and and then the DSM goes on to explain the areas in the difference in the um, in the brain um you know as compared to regular people. Um so that's what you have here. We do have a couple calls on the line here. Uh, okay if you'd like to ask a question, uh please go ahead. Um, I I notice we do we do have a couple callers here. So uh but go ahead Ruben you were saying?
2: Well I, I think again again uh the education, uh, the 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 society has to be educated on looking for signs uh, of a con artist. For example, if someone comes to you and says, "Well, your I have an investment for you. It's gonna it's gonna generate fifty uh, percent uh, for the first you know for, uh, for the first couple of months, and then you know it may then generate forty percent." At that point, that's a red flag right there. There's no such income that can generate that much in such a short time. Those are things that people have to really open up, you know, open up their eyes and 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 and, and, and investigate. You know, like for example, someone tells you, "Well, you know, I I have a loan. Uh, I, I want to. I, I, I'm interested in, in in investing money so we can." Uh, build homes. I want to see those homes. I want to see what you're you're building.
0: Mark confidential. You, Press.
2: Yeah, I'm not um, going to give you okay, the money. Just I'm not just going to give you the money and and sit back and say. And that happens a lot. And it doesn't ha- it doesn't mean that the person's stupid. There's a lot of these individuals that get taken are doctors, lawyers, you know, highly educated. But they are not. They they're they're very intelligent book wise but know that they don't have street smart. They can't detect. And that's something that you learn as you as you grow and the experiences you have. But you don't want to be taken for all your money, all your possessions. And this is a good program for you to at least get some ideas of how to, how to handle situations like that.
1: Right, and I want to tell you that there is no effective way of treating um, antisocial personality disorder. In fact, the consensus uh, has been that individuals with this disorder, um, according to the DSM, it says it may have to be contained by the criminal justice system through so a combination of um, uh, incarceration or supervision and monitoring, you know, via parole, probation, house arrest, whatever. Um, and, um, monitoring by local forum, uh, law enforcement to contain their harmful behaviors to others to the greatest extent possible. And it says incarceration may not, uh, be a deterrent to the antisocial individual as those with, uh, this personality disorder have, um, difficulty learning from their mistakes. And they are very rigid in their decision making. They make poor decisions and are unresponsive to punishment. Um, so but the reason what they're saying is that these people will have to be um monitored by the criminal system because they go on and they hurt others. And that's that's their uh that's their business here. Um in their in their dealings day to day and dealings with others, they may hide their behavior better through process and effects and then they also um they, sometimes some of their bad behaviors are so subtle that they don't want to draw attention to themselves. Um and and that's a part of the manipulation. Um so go ahead Ruben go ahead. You're saying
2: hey, Yeah and, and the other the, the other aspect of, of um of a con artist uh and we see it in the political uh environment um you know they come out and and they they tell you that they they're, they're going to do this for you they're going to you know uh, uh hoping you know uh you know what obama said with hope and change uh you know and they have a way in the marketing aspect of of, of a political campaign they brainwash voters thinking that these individuals are going to resolve their issues they actually believe it that's how good and you know, and how good of a con artist are politicians? They basically, and if you allow them, because you're allowing them to to basically convince you without you, you know, researching or investigating. Okay, has he said that before? Has she said that before? So, so it, it, it especially now we're having uh, uh, the 2016 presidential race is coming up. Uh, it's, it's key to individuals becoming more educated about what con artists most of the politicians are.
1: Right. Well, they just say anything to get in. Correct. Um, but y- y- you know, and, and then they don't follow through.
2: Right. But I think so, the public needs to the public needs to become better educated and not fall for these con artists.
1: Right, and but but that's not the case. And in order for, that you, for Americans to do that in in their government, um, then you know they have to um, be able to get more engaged, and that's yeah, the only way yeah. that you're going to fight the con artists.
2: Right, but again, you know it takes thing? it takes it takes work, and it takes uh, you know. Uh, investigating and, and a lot of people tend to just basically not want they don't want to do the, the 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 work to investigate and research that that takes a lot of their time they prefer to be watching uh uh you know the kardashians and and and, and uh american got no talent uh, has no talent i mean these programs that actually make you not focus on who the who are the people who are trying to take away your, your 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 possessions, and who are trying to make your life not pleasant?
1: Well, that's so. Right. So the question becomes: What happens to these people when they get out of the public school system? Okay, there's no more behavior modification going on. Um, so, therefore, they revert back to to what they're doing, and uh, nobody's watching them. And the other factor we have to ask is this, is the family of these people, um, is the family, uh, you know, conducive to getting help, or can they financially afford it? You know, and, you know, there's not a lot out there for them, so what do they decide to do? You know, they they continue on wreaking havoc in the the rest of society. Um, let's talk about Rachel Dollars, Okay, uh, she was a woman who was um, portrayed herself as African American, but she was a white woman of European ancestry, and she was head of the um, NAACP in Washington. And so uh, so what happened was is her family ratted her out. Okay, right. now that's a typical con. Um, now, I don't know, are you familiar with that case, Ruben?
2: Oh, I am. I am. I've been following the case. And, and again, uh, it just goes to show that we have very, very gullible and naive individuals in our country I mean if if they would have to if they would have done some some investigation and research on this uh individual they would have known that she is she's not African American she's Caucasian uh uh she's Anglo uh, and and but it just like I said before people are not willing to take the time to research and and then they wonder well. why Mm-hmm.
1: Well, no, we do have a couple calls on on this listening, and um, I do apologize. I, I we are expecting a guest. Okay, I I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know if if, um, if there's something wrong with the call system, um, but we are expecting our guest to call in. Uh, her name is Donna Anderson. She's author of LoveFraud.com uh, and Red Flags of Love Fraud. Um, she has actually married a con artist. And um she was expected to come on and tell her story, so as soon as she comes on, uh we will bring her on folks um but in in the meantime um Rachel Doley, okay she was ratted out by her father, okay, and she is a white person who portrayed to be a black person um and folks, you can do that if you use a spray can um tanning you can make your change your skin color. And um, here, okay, she has, uh, let's see. Uh, Okay, I'm just typing up her her name here. Um, Okay. Uh, stepped down, by the way, from being the uh, NAACP leader, okay? And um, her parents actually are, are outspoken against her. The parents of Rachel Dolezal, the former Washington state NAACP leader, pretending to be black, say they have been estranged from her for years and believe she made up her background as a way to hurt them. Okay. However, um, and and then it goes on to say that Rachel Dolezal resigned from her position as president of the NAACP chapter in Spokane, Washington. Um, And then... um, you know, after her, her parents had ratted her out, but the article also goes on to say that she, uh, she, you know, that um, the, the parents are puzzled as to why she did this, and um, uh, his his wife, uh, that's her mom, um, who's a professor. His, his wife suggested their daughter, who is a professor in the Africana Education Department at Eastern Washington University, may have wanted to boost her credentials as a black activist and educator. And Rachel Doza, 37, was scheduled to address uh, the at the NAACP ch- uh, chapter meeting Monday night, but the meeting was postponed over the weekend. On Monday, the chapter posted Posted her resignation statement to its Facebook page, and then um, unclear whether she had actually taken um, donations under preferences. Um, so uh, you know, it's just something that uh, we have to consider. I believe we do have our guest on our line. Um, Donna, is that you? Donna, can you hear me? Cool. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, um, Barbara, are you on the line? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay, uh, folks, this is Barbara from Harlem. Um, welcome to the show, Barbara.
0: Thank you so much for having me. You always have such interesting shows. I'm I'm glad I'm with you. <laughs> Hi, Barbara. How um, are to you? Ruben you. Wonderful. Um,
1: Barbara, do do you want to tell your story a little bit about? your um, sociopathic ex, (laughs) Well, whoever you want
0: to start? Well, yes. I mean, you know, I was very young when I married him, and um, I didn't really realize how dangerous it was being with someone like that because, you know, I had numerous incidences where he threatened my life, and um, he shot at me and all of that, and Even before I, you know, we first married and he was in the military, he had sent me a letter one time because there was a delay in him getting the mail, and he drew a picture of a man strangling a woman, and he said um, this is what he'd do to me, you know, if I left him and didn't write him, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, being young and inexperienced, um, I stayed in the relationship, and, you know, we had five children together. You know, eventually it collapsed. But it was just, um, you know, just the grace of God that, um, you know, things didn't get worse than they did and I'm still alive and my children are alive because he was a very selfish man and he was very deadly because he eventually ended up killing someone. He was a New York City policeman and um, he shot the man that I eventually started dating after he had left and moved in with another woman, et cetera, et cetera, And he shot him in cold blood. So it was a blessing, like I said, that, oh, and the thing about it, when he did the shooting, all of his five children were present when um, the body was there, you know, right where they could see it and they saw the whole incident. They were young children, but um, when you think about it, you know, that's a very cold thing to do with your children present. But, you know, I survived him, and um, people really need to be aware of those people and not um, marry them, and have children with them because you just don't know when they'll turn on you. That's my take.
2: Well, Barbara, this is Ruben. Ruben Torres. Uh, I, I I have a question for you. I mean, I know you're you've been um, involved politically. Um, yes. And I was referring earlier to Doreen that. Uh, politicians are a class by, by themselves in when it comes to being con artists. Uh oh, yeah. and I think I think one of the questions that I have for you is why is yeah, not I wouldn't say every uh, 100% but why is a, a large number of Americans they're so gullible and naive when it comes to politicians who are con artists? Every four years, telling them the same thing, hoping change, and nothing changes.
0: Nothing changes. It surely
2: doesn't. You're absolutely mm-hmm. correct,
0: and that's something that goes on, especially in the black community. And that's why there's a voting block of blacks that never change their votes, never change their habits, their knee-jerk um, Republicans. I've been, I wrote a book, and I've outlined some of these things because I've lived it. I've been a part of it, and I call my book Breaking Free. Because it's really very refreshing to break free from all of this victimhood mentality and voting for the same people over and over, and you have the same result. Nothing ever changes. Look at how many times. I live in Charlie Rangel's district. In that district, the poverty index level is like 43%. And he calls himself the champion of the people, the champion of the family. And look at the family. We have over 70% of black children born outside of, out of wedlock. But he keeps getting reelected, reelected, and reelected.
2: Well, not far from there, Barbara. Not far from there, uh, uh, Jose Serrano got elected when uh, his district was the poorest district in the United States. Mm -hmm. They. Is still one of the poorest districts in the okay. United States, and he's been he, he's been there for twenty something years. Yes, I mean that's what, what when I'm talking about we're talking about con artists. Yes, just mm-hmm. con these people for the past twenty years. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: You know when they come out with the slogans, "I feel your pain" and all of these things, appealing to the emotions, and unfortunately, too many of us. Have not been trained to think and to with critical think. We're not equipped with the critical thinking skills. And mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's just that it's easier to have people think for you and just go with the flow. Don't rock the boat. You, just right. go with the flow. But you Barbara, said isn't it the, the fact that they're
1: that the people are under a spell?
0: Well, I call under some sort of a spell? spell. I call it delusional dust because it seems as if they've been dusted with these illusions of success and prosperity, and they never materialize, never. So I call them being under the, of the delusional dust, and it's it's so refreshing to have that shaking off your brain decisions for your own life as well as the lives of your children and for this country, <clears throat> We deserve better than some of those psychopathic, lying politicians that we keep re- re-electing over and over and over again with the same lies, same rhetoric, and no progress is ever made.
2: Oh, That's right. Be- very well said. Because the politicians
0: well don't care. No, they you know, don't. They don't care. No, they just want the vote. They want to stay in power, and they cripple so many people because they make people think that, They should depend upon them to make the choices for their lives that they should be making for themselves. They don't celebrate the individual. That's why Hillary Clinton said it takes a village. What she meant was it takes the government to raise a child. And that's not true. And that's not good for America. And that's not good for people to have that victimhood mindset. That's why they keep playing the race card. They play it over yeah. and over, and many whites even buy into this white guilt and all of these things. And, and, you know, when I talk to black people and even some of them are churchgoers, I remind them about Joseph, so into slavery. But he told his brothers what, what man did, what his brothers did, they meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And then I tell them, why don't you celebrate or tell them why they can celebrate being born in America? And what slavery has produced, I tell them in a minute, thank God for slavery. If it hadn't been for slavery, where would I be? Where would they be? We've never had to wait for, for beans to be dropped down so we can eat. I've never had to go into a creek and take a bath. Right. I'm not That's rich. right. I've been rich, but I'm blessed to be in America. But, Barbara, Correct. I want to ask you something. How, did
1: you, how were you able to get out of your relationship with your with your ex? What, what brought you to that point?
0: Well, well, initially, he said that he, well, he was seeing another woman. He told me he was going to stop seeing her. had me on the phone. He lied. And um, because, they, you know, in other words, the woman said nothing. But he continued seeing her. So one day, he just told me, he said, I'm going to, never called me pretty or anything, but he told me, he says, I'm going to fix your pretty face and so no man will ever look at you broke a shampoo bottle and started trying to slash cut me up. And that's when he announced he was leaving and um, he didn't love me anymore. Um, And I begged him, please stay, don't leave the children. He says, well, if I stay, I will have sex with you, but I'm not going to say I love you anymore. But anyway, he tried to cut me up and all of that and had his bags packed and left. So that's how that happened. I didn't leave him. I didn't ask him to leave. He did it on his own and moved in with another woman, and um, that's where it began. And didn't want to take care of the children, didn't want to pay the mortgage on the house. So it was a very rough time in my life, very rough, and because so, I was so, only a high school graduate, sorry. didn't have any money. Well, the money he, he took, he cleaned the bank account out and stuff like that. And and so
1: now, didn't he get angry and kill somebody
0: Oh, yes, yes. Well, I started dating a gentleman that I was working for. I worked up at a gas station. I got a job up there where I was a bookkeeper. And eventually, I mean, he was a very nice gentleman. We um, started dating. You know, I told him I was married, blah, 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 and my husband and I were not together. So we started casually dating and all of that. And he was very helpful because the, the house, they were foreclosing on it. And he put the money up to save save the house, and we didn't, you know, we were not foreclosed upon. So eventually, I think it was about a year afterwards, somehow or another, he snuck into the house. It was um, like a Sunday morning, and the the kids and I were watching cartoons, and I had picked some, some, you know, cereal and fell asleep in the den. Somehow or another, um, my husband slipped into the house, took out his service revolver, and shot the gentleman six times in the head. While the oh, my. Walking, huh? Wow. But, yes. And, um, I, you know, he was, like I said, he was a police officer, a New York City police officer. So um, they didn't allow him to... Um, Retire from the police department, and he had to go seven years psychiatric and you know probation i believe it was for another seven years but that was that was it. He didn't do any jail time
2: barbara, barbara was he uh,
0: sentenced yes to, to uh insane
1: go ahead uh, Ruben.
2: barbara i i you mentioned something about critical thinking uh yes. i think one of the one of the best classes I took in college uh well, getting my 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 bachelor's degree was critical thinking. Uh, it, it it opens up it opens up uh, yes. a different way of of looking at things. Uh, yes. One of the, that stood out in my one of my classes, the professor said to me, Do you see when you when you when you're watching TV and you're watching a commercial, and you're basically you know you're you're glued to the TV and you're you're wondering, okay, they're telling you that coffee is good for you. Uh, yes. You should drink more coffee because it's going to make you uh, feel better." Right. And you never really think about who's actually paying for that commercial. Absolutely. And what he said to us what he said to us, if you do your investigation and research, I can guarantee you that it's the coffee industry that's paying. They'll never tell you that they're the ones that So fine. that's the part about critical thinking that opens up a different way of looking at things. I I'm skeptical and I scrutinize things. That's right,
0: that's right. And that 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 makes you, you know, really viable and you're using your brain that God has given you. What year did you graduate college?
2: I graduated in two thousand and two.
0: Okay. I graduated just recent well, in two thousand and six. And I went mm-hmm. to a college, um, the headquarters is up in New Rochelle, but they have um I they have a school in the Bronx. And I took a critical thinking course because I thought you know, I was interested in that sounds very good. Well, let me tell you, the critical thinking that they did at this college which is so liberal was um oh, maybe they should have another bus stop over here. Oh my goodness, it looks like it's going to rain. There was nothing in that class that touched on critical thinking although it was on the syllabus. Nothing. Everything right. in that college including statistics was right. nothing but indoctrination of how bad America is and how right. racism is so alive. that college right. was filled with liberals. There was no nothing that I don't even remember writing one paper about anything anything that involved critical thinking, and that was the course I was taking. It was totally eliminated because they were busy trying to convert people to liberalism.
2: Right, their focus is not education. Their focus no, is not. basically ideology. Ideology is right.
0: what right. right. Indoctrination. I mean, it, was, it was indoctrination. Class after yeah. class after class, called Marx, et cetera, et cetera, over and over from one session to another session. <clears throat> That's all it was, how bad America was. I mean, I even had an African professor who came here from Nigeria stand up there and tell the class over every session, America's racist, America's this, America's that, the, the police in America, they're terrible. So I got sick of him. I wore my scarf that says God bless America, and I, I flagged flag on. So one day I really got disgusted with him, and I told him, I said, well, what do they do in Nigeria? They drag you out the door, they shoot right. you in the street, and that's the end of the story. And I told right. him, I, let me tell you something. As long as I'm in this class, you will not tell these minority students that they can't make it in America. You came here as a camp driver. Now you're a professor studying to get your um, doctorate. I said, you will not do that as long as I'm sitting here. And he stopped it because, uh, you know, um, yeah. I wouldn't allow I wouldn't well, allow what's it. What's
1: enough. your pin- opinion of Rachel do- do- Dollars? Do- she is a, was that? a white woman. who. What's your opinion yeah. of Rachel Uh, Dolarz. She's a white woman who has portrayed herself as a black woman and became in charge of the NAACP in Washington State.
0: Wow. I think I've heard a little about her on um, the Michael Savage show today. That woman is, you know, I think Michael Savage says it's basically liberalism is a disease of the brain, and he's absolutely correct. She sounds like a real wacko. If her mother and her father are Caucasian, what does that make her? You know, I'm so tired of white, wannabe nannies to black people. I'm sick of those people. They really, that's reverse racism, if you ask me.
1: Uh, because are, the, are they like... God
0: are they like, has not given black people the mental capacity to think for themselves. Are they like self guilt? I think that they're full of themselves. I think that they think that they're superior. I do. Uh,
1: Okay, now, this person here, I don't know if it's true, but supposing she um, painted her skin um, with the tanning stuff and made herself dark, and now supposing, uh, and again, I don't know if it's true, she took advantage of the preferences Right. When she went to Howard College
0: and maybe Ooh. got a scholarship. So deceitful. That that just gives us another insight into the deceit that liberals apply every day when it comes to dealing with people. That's their MO, that's how they operate. That's how they've been successful in being getting into positions of power, lies and deceit, no integrity.
2: Well, yeah, it's a perfect, uh, I'll give you, I'll I'll give everyone and our listeners a perspective of of, of how liberals, uh, how how much of con artists, uh, some of these individuals, starting with uh, uh, Hillary Clinton. You know, Hillary Clinton is is the person, her and her husband are the biggest con artists out there. They basically have sold themselves to the Hispanic and, and, and African-American community and a lot of the other communities as right. people of passion, people yes. that really care about it. They have right. proven to, to me and to, I think, a lot of other individuals now that they're full of it and they're, they're totally a, a fraud. They're a they're, they're, they're con artists, and they cannot and should yes. not be believable in any form. That's true. That's true.
0: That's Now, you're absolutely correct, but now you have those people who have been so brainwashed for so long that regardless of what you just said, regardless of what happened in Benghazi, they loved Hillary. For what? Look at when Ron, what was it, Ron Brown was killed and the people around them, something yes. happened to them. These are big con artists. I, I was just surprised that um, Obama was able to out-con her and get the nomination instead of her. He's a con artist too now, he and he beat her out the first time around.
1: Uh, now, let me ask, say this to you guys. I wonder if the only way to beat a con artist is to be another con artist. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, well, I don't want I, think, wanna, no, I do have a good point there. I, but I see, real we've really thinking about like that one. Team. I mean, you how gotta take these guys out. They're so slick, you know?
0: Well, you're right, Doreen, but you know what? We have to have somebody who has some integrity. We can use integrity and still beat them at their game. But I believe I see that.
1: Reuben over there giving me the smirk in Texas on that one.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, <Ruben.
1: laughs> Well, I mean, well, how I, I, can you outsmart them?
2: Well, I think it's part, part of it we mentioned, Barbara, Barbara and I mentioned the critical thinking aspect of uh, yes. of of an individual uh having uh you know the 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 the, the, the tools right. to say to themselves uh let 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 me put it to use. I gave an example earlier, Barbara, before you came on. So I yes. said where an individual is telling you that he can guarantee you a forty fifty percent on your money, an investment. Okay. That should be a red flag out there. Okay, how are you going to, first question, how are you going to do that? Show me. Right. And I see so many individuals, doctors, lawyers, people, uh, master's degrees, doctor's degrees. To me, that is not that important when you get taken by someone who doesn't even have a a high school
0: degree. Yes, yes,
2: yes. And that happens because, Right, because you they're not basically they don't have those critical thinking tools to basically say, Hold it. Let me let me inspect this. Okay, that's, you you're telling me this, I'll get back to you. Let me investigate.
0: That's right, that's right, that's right. Isn't that something I mean in some of the con artists I mean they're they're not educated at all. They right, just have right. a slick tongue. Look at our sharp tongue. Look at him.
2: That's He's right. On well, on, I, um, I gave I, I gave I, the, ahead, I gave I gave an example of Bernie Ma Bernie Mat- That's right. He took That's so right. much so many uh, so many well educated individuals yes. in in the Jewish community their money. Yes. Why? Because they trusted him. They That's felt true. that he was Without asking any questions, where's are money? Right.
0: And, and then you know we're oh. people that we want to um, instant gratification, and that element of greed is, has a, plays a role also. Right. Because it, That's you know, right.
1: that sounds good. Uh huh. So, so the basic thing, what I get out of this is why a a person might be conned is because the con artist. Enjoys power, yes. And they might enjoy even get a kick out of tricking you.
0: Oh yes, Trickster. right? And
1: and to them it is just a game. It's about power, tricking you, and um, uh, perhaps even you know taking your money in some way.
0: True, Uh, true.
1: Because since running this segment, you know, I've heard from people all across the country. You know, okay. and and um, some have said, oh, you know, they've been conned because um, their ex conned them into marrying them because they said that uh, she was having a baby and it was their child. <laughs> so, in that particular case, yeah. I see the con artist conning them for for money.
0: Right, you right, know, right. Even wow. though it wasn't
1: their child.
0: Yes, yes, you know. Wow.
1: So I see the deceit in that, but the yeah. the broader issue here is how do you um, tell a youngster, um, you know, about these signs and 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 uh, what to look out for, especially you know young women in in their early twenties. They want to get married. Yes. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden this person comes around, and they sound like they are uh, they are a charmer you know, and and particularly young women, you know, they'll fall for that.
2: Yeah. And they'll marry
1: this guy. Right. And, um, you know, I'm sure, Barbara, you can elaborate on this, because once you marry, the, those words, for better, for worse, sickness and yes. health, right?
0: Yeah. So death yes. do your part. I'm right. Right. Yes. So...
1: Then it becomes that much harder for the person to leave.
0: Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, there's a lot of heartache involved, and, you know, you just, it, it's hard. I, I think that's why, you know, we need to maybe tell with young people not to be so anxious. In other words, get, get to know um, the family and, and, you know, develop a friendship I, you know, when I hear people who've had about your, hear people who've had successful marriages, the one thing I always hear them talk about is how friendly they were towards one another and they are towards one another. They, they're friends. I think a lot of times we don't take time to develop that friendship to really see if we like this person, this person really likes us, and then let you know let nature take its course. We put the horse before the or put the cart before the horse many times. And it doesn't turn out so well. We have a high divorce rate in America which needs to be addressed and looked at because we can do better. Well, we can't keep So, jumping Bar- in out. Barbara,
1: what gave you the strength to separate from your husband? You must have found well, some inner strength to do that.
0: I didn't have too much of a choice in, in you know, at one time and then when we had um separated and been apart for a couple of years Then he wanted to come back, which I allowed him to do that because, you know, the children. But then my pastor, we went to church one Sunday, and my pastor um, called me later on, and he called me sister. He says, sister, that man is dangerous. He says, I know you want him there for your children and all of that. He says, but I picked up something in my spirit. I'm praying for you because he'll end up killing you. So with that, when you know we had the times, you know we we wouldn't agree on something or whatever. You know, I just told him I says, well, you know maybe you need to go back, leave or whatever, because um you know I did believe my pastor was telling me the truth and he was dangerous because I know that he had shot at me before, and um and I I'll, I'll always remember that picture of a man strangling a woman. So he had to go. And I had learned how to pay bills and I was working. So my life was changing and um it was gonna be sink or swim and by the grace of God we we didn't sink. I just worked several jobs, worked many jobs and um, you know, I'm very proud of all of my children. But I let them know if you don't invest in yourself, learn how to think, make good decisions, your life will be what you don't want it to be. In other words, we were down in Florida at that time. He came down into Florida to be with us. And I showed my children what life would be like if you had to pick oranges for a living. We went out into the orange grove. I showed them what life would be like if you didn't get an education and you had to cut fern for a living. We had went out there and cut fern in the hot sun and the sticky fern. We did a lot of things like that to show them you better try to get an education so that you won't have to live like this. And it worked. <laughs> y- yes it did.
1: And yes, it now did. Yes. look at, wh- at how things turned out. Yes. For you, right? Yes. yes. Did you ha actually um have a, uh go through depression? Oh yes. Um uh, and oh, yes. Uh, uh, uh so People who uh, leave a sociopath, I, I guess, are subject to um, post-traumatic stress. Oh, my goodness, yes. Right? Oh, goodness, and, yes. Th-
0: oh, goodness, and, yes. Um, but you're over that, right? Almost oh, definitely. You know, I really came to the realization that, I, I, you know, he lost a good wife because I wasn't done. I, I didn't mind working. And um, even without him, I was able to purchase at least five houses so and 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 you know and I was um but w- when he came out of the service and I wasn't even old enough to sign for a house I had the money saved for us to purchase a home out in Queens Village so I when I look at him even today I laugh to myself when I say I survived him and I was able to thrive in many areas so you know I don't um Look and you know say, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. Thank God I'm here, and I don't believe I would have survived with you much longer, because those people, if they can't control you one way, I believe they'll take the other route and finish you off, and that's the end of you.
2: Yeah. Well, ahead, ba- ba- Barbara, I- I'm I'm a I'm a New York City kid. Uh, okay, I am too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go- grew up on uh, on on the upper west side um went to school played basketball on 125th street um my dad was a teacher right, right on 127th street and, and Lenox Avenue okay uh, yeah so i i, I love my uh, love new york city and um but uh one of the, one of the things that i that i wanted to ask you um in regards to the relationship uh that you had with your uh, your, your your ex uh, you, you, he was your, he was your husband, right? Yes, he was. Yes. Okay. Uh, now, was there any during the period before you got married? Was there any signs of uh, of his character, uh, uh, something that that made you uncomfortable? Did you detect no. any? Because one of the reason I'm bringing that up is I've been married for 23 years, and one of the things that that I uh, I said to myself, I'm going to, before I get married, I'm, I'm, I am I want to spend time. I don't want right. to get married until I want to get to know the person who's going to be my, my wife, who's going to be, and if I feel comfortable, if I detect anything that makes me uncomfortable, I'm not going to proceed ahead. That's something, that's-, that, that's something that, again, the question was, did you detect anything, or did you feel anything, or it was just that at that time you were not focused, <laughs> on who that individual was?
0: Well, we were in high school together and um, he was very, very nice to me in high school. A lot of times I didn't have lunch money. He came from a middle class family. My family was not as well to do as his family. So he would buy me lunch all the time. He would carry my books, and if I didn't, you know, he'd wait for me at the bus stop. So I didn't detect anything out of the ordinary with him, you know, and then, um, you know, he went into the service. I was still in high school, and, um, you know, he, he started writing, and he, you know, would talk to my mother frequently, and my mother and my grandmother, you know, kind of influenced me to consider marrying him, because I really wanted to get an education, you know, and do more with my life, but, you know, we, we went ahead and got married, and then I continued to go to high school and finish high school, and but uh, while we were we, he was dating me, no, and he was a perfect gentleman.
1: Okay.
0: Perfect gentleman, you know I was a virgin when he um ma- when he when we got married, you know once he just tried to touch me and I started shaking my knee because you know I have never experienced that, and he said I won't do that anymore until we're married, and he didn't. Okay. So yeah. So he was probably what they call love bombing you. Yes. Yes, okay. well, that
1: sounds and like that's, it. That's one yeah. of the signs and symptoms, and, and that's how they entice in, in you. Right. And and that's how they get you
0: hooked. Yes. Um, you're right. I never would have thought that he would be abusive to me, you know, would fight me and push me downstairs or anything like that. That just didn't even seem like it was, it was in him. Yeah, um, you're right. So yeah
1: so so that's what they uh that's how they hook you and, right um i I want to point out that you know I've done a lot of research on this um uh, right. sociopaths target people who are empathetic
0: mm.
1: and who have you know who care for society I mean, okay? yes. and mm. and you know and people who are like a therapist a counselor. Maybe even a teacher uh, are empathetic, and you oh. know yeah, and you know those are people who care, and that's why um even people like that get duped by a sociopath right um, and this doctor Jane here uh actually termed the um this word apath for sociopath oh, wow. meaning they because they don't feel.
0: I believe and, that. Um,
1: yes. And um, mm. people who are targeted by sociopaths often respond with self depreciating comments like, I was stupid, I was thinking yeah. of, or "or I should have listened to my gut instinct. But mm. when you're involved with a sociopath, um, it is like you are brainwashed or under a spell. Oh,
0: goodness, and yes.
1: his charm... That's what he was right. doing with you, Barbara. His charm, his superficial charm, is usually by the means how he conditions you.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. He told me no one would ever want me with five children. He was, you know what I'm saying? He really did condition me. I mean, he had my self-esteem under the toilet, under the toilet. I, I had none. Right. He just ripped out. Yes, he and, did.
1: um... And he will test the sociopath will test your uh, your empathy, and mm. um, you know and people with highly empathetic disposition, as I said, they are they are highly targeted, um, right? You know, and according to this article here, it says sociopaths make up twenty five percent of the prison population. It's commit oh. over twice as many aggressive acts as other criminals. Um, mm you know, and they the reoffending rate of sociopaths is double of that of their other offenders. Um but wow. you don't find them all in prison. Um, yeah. because because they learn how to to uh become an everyday sociopath. Right so they wreak right. havoc in your life covertly.
0: Mm.
1: And their underlying condition remains hidden for years. Wow. Um, um Yes, and they profess, pre- profess superficial charm and which diverts attention from disturbing aspects of their nature. So he was priming to you when he was
0: oh,
1: yes. doing that. He was directing yes. your attention and fooling
0: you. Absolutely, absolutely. Because, because you know what, if you met him or anyone would meet him, you wouldn't even think he would raise his hand to kill a fly. He gives that impression that he's so calm, He's so quiet, and he's so nice. And that's not the case. And I would wonder sometimes what set him off. And it didn't have to be anything. He just wanted to go off. He went off. Yeah. You know, because I would try cooking him exotic meals and whatever he liked and, you know, anything, but um, just some days, you know, when I get the pressure from the job, as I said, he was a police officer, and um, I guess the pressure or whatever get him on edge or something. But he would come home. when well, he came home one time and just pulled his gun out of his holster and shot at me as I was walking down the steps. And if I didn't duck, wow. I would have been in the head. Yep.
1: And now exposure to an interaction with a sociopath, especially in childhood, can leave you with lifelong scars. Right. I can believe and, it. And um, and they can um, trigger PTSD in you. It's post-traumatic stress disorder.
0: Yes, yes. Well, I believe that. Kind of,
1: uh-huh.
0: Yeah. So... I, yeah, I know. So I know now, it's true. Right. It's true. Right. I just refuse um, so, to come... <laughs> I really refuse to let him have that much of an impact on me. No I, just...
1: I also
0: want to bring yeah, I also wanna bring up the
1: family in this, okay? Um right. because sociopaths can belong to a family in which right. this disorder runs. They can have a family of sociopaths. Wow. And um the, the a path that's what this one doctor calls it, um what they will do is uh, they they will, the APACs are an integral part of the sociopath's arsenal and they contribute to the sociopath abuse. Um, wow. Sociopaths have an uncanny knack of knowing who will assist them in bringing down the person they are targeting. So the wow. sociopath will use other people to manipulate you as well.
0: True, true,
1: true. <clears throat> yeah. Right. And um, was that the case with you?
0: Well, other than his... Did he sister, have other people I, under his spell? She was the only one that um, got involved in a sense, and she was not so nice. You know, she was... Um, uh, um, they tried to get my, take my children away from me and all of that, but that didn't happen, you know, because I was a sufficient mother. But she was the only one. I don't think anyone else participated in the foolishness that he you know, had up his sleeves. That's why, you know, what now. What would be some of the tricks he did on you? Well, I mean, how he lied, how he set me up, you know, saying he's going to call his girlfriend, quit his girlfriend, and everything's going to be right with us. Now, it was all a setup because no woman is going to get a call from the man that she's having an affair with, and she's going to be that cool. In other words, he says, listen, my wife found out about us, and um I won't be seeing you anymore. And all she said was, Okay. So I was set up like a fool and um because you know, right after that is when he just told me he was leaving going to going to live with her and he did. So, I mean, that that was one of the you know, that was very disappointing and it was a major blow because when he had told me that he wasn't going to see her anymore and all that. I thought all of that was fixed. That's how, you know, ignorant I was. But it wasn't. He he set me up, made a fool out of me, and um, I guess they laughed about it when they got together or whatever. But, um, you know, I felt very betrayed, very betrayed. But that's how it was.
1: But uh, now you see the light. Once you step out of the okay. situation, do you do you see the light? Oh,
0: most definitely. Most definitely. I see the light and I rejoice in the light because he didn't take the light away from me. I went through my period of depression and all of that, but you know what? I said he's not that great to have that much of a everlasting impact upon me, even with the murder you know, I, I'm i at peace with that because I know that the gentleman loved me so much that if he could have given his life for I me, mean, he would have. So, and, you know, I can't change what has happened and live and live beyond it. So, that's where I'm at right. in my life. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. And Barbara's writing a book, by the way.
1: Want to tell oh, everybody yeah. what your book is about?
0: Yes, it's Breaking Free and it's Discusses some of that delusional democratic dust that I believe is infecting too many people, and um, I just wanted to be something that'll it provoke some talk about you know this victimhood mindset that this can be looked into and people can think again: Am I doing the right thing for my country? Am I doing the right thing in the sight of my God? And what about the condition of my conscience? So. You know, right, it, it, right. we have just raise some funds now so that we can get a publisher, get an agent, and do it the right way. So um, we're we're far from our goal of about two thousand dollars, but you know we're going to keep on trying until we get that and, and um, get the book on the shelf.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow. That that sounds yes. really good. Oh well, um, Ruben, you do, you, do you want to ask anything, Ruben?
2: Well, I I definitely will, if it's okay with you, I mean, I would love to have Barbara come back for a session of um, so we can delve into the political spectrum, the economic spectrum, and yes. also the immigration spectrum uh, yes. in regards to, you know, the future of our country. Right, right. Well,
0: I would love to. Yeah.
1: I would love to. Oh, yeah, because
0: Definitely. Many of the people who voted for him have been totally betrayed. Yes, totally betrayed, and it's going to get worse for them. And they need these what I call entry-level jobs, and and it's going to be tough. So I would love to come back.
2: Definitely, definitely. I I I think there's there's uh what we're trying to do in, the, in our program, and and, and uh, Doreen could vouch for this. Is basically Trying to see if we can educate as many people as possible before the 2016 election yeah. uh, presidential yeah. race, uh, and one of the things that I definitely want to uh, one of the topics subjects that I want to uh, touch is the the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is called the T- TPP. Right. Uh, which a lot of people basically are are totally clueless n- of, of what that is. Um, right. It's we. The, as 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 Republicans and conservatives we get a lot of blame for outsourcing a lot of jobs. But yes. in and, and I've had my debates with uh Democrats on the other on the, on the other aisle on, on the other uh, side of the uh political spectrum. And right. to let let people know that currently Obama if this goes through with the T V P uh uh-huh. it's gonna outsource more jobs than it's gonna yes. impact urban communities, it's gonna impact uh middle class communities is gonna impact the whole country. And
0: Absolutely.
2: no one talks about it. Right, right. So and, so that's that's yeah. that's one of the topics that we want to cover. When you and come it back. needs to
0: it needs to be covered so people can really think. You know, they stopped thinking and they thought it was just a joke when he said he wanted to transform America.
2: Right. <laughs> and
0: and that's happening right before our eyes. And it's our responsibility as we the people to stand up, know what's going on and say oh not on my watch. <laughs> yeah. We're not Well, um, yeah. I, it was
2: it was an honor. I've heard you so many uh, for so many years and and I'm glad that I finally have the honor of uh, of uh having this this uh interview interviewing oh, you mm-hmm. on this program
0: Oh, listen, this is my honor and my privilege just to be, mm-hmm. and I really sincerely mean that. And thank mm-hmm. you so much for what you do. And, you know, my girl, that's my girl, Doreen, she, she's on top of it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Um, folks, we're actually running out of time.
2: All right, um moving
1: do you want to do a closer?
2: Definitely. Uh, having Barbara on, on the program today was fantastic. Um and 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 again as i said before in the beginning we need to continue to uh educate the, uh our, our our the people in our country because there's so many con artists and yes and out there mm-hmm. beginning with with politicians and uh and if we can educate the people in our country to become more focused on what they're trying to say to us yes. we'll be will be a better country
0: Yes. yes. Absolutely. Awesome.
1: And, Absolutely. Um Bar- yes, Barbara, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Thank and you, for folks, him. um got got a it for us tonight. We shall see you next Tuesday. Um when we have another uh, great guest uh in the in the, uh, waiting. Her name is Sam uh title. Uh she's gonna think about putting her hat in the ring for running for president of the United States. So that's okay. next Tuesday. Yep. Okay. And so right. then we shall, yeah, we shall see you then. Thank you. And
0: oh, good night. God, God, God bless. Bye bye.
2: Likewise.
0: Thank you.